do not walk up to the bar scared because you will crumble. So do not. Oh my God, I love that. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Who Moved My Birkin podcast. My name is Clytus Tammy and I'm your host. I go by that girl Tammy on all socials. This week I was joined by Victoria Deborah who is the first franchise owner for Gym Guys in the UK. Gym Guys is a company that brings personal training to you. So they do home personal training sessions so you don't have to leave your home and you don't have to wait for someone to motivate you like we used to do in the gym. Um, I spoke to Victoria and this was a very, very interesting episode because I learned so much. She's only 24, which is astounding, and she's already achieved so much. In this episode, Victoria talks about how she was battling depression and anxiety, which led to two suicide attempts, so there's a trigger warning. Her life changed when... Her cousin called her just as she was about to make a second suicide attempt and he told her to move to London with him. From there, her life changed. She began working with him and fast forward a few years later, she now has her own gym franchise. I mean, look at God. In the beginning of the episode, Victoria and I discussed her growing up in Birmingham and her life from being that little girl who was born in Angola, came here when she was young, and now she lives in London being an entrepreneur. Here we go. I want to find out how you grew up, like your background. Did you grow up in England? Um, so I wasn't born here. Um, okay. I was born in Africa, but I technically grew up in England. I came here when I was around four. So that's the majority of my life, if you think about it. Yeah. Where were you born? I was born in Angola. All right. Yeah, so I'm half Angolan and Congolese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you speak French then? Because Angola is a French-speaking yeah. country, isn't it? French-speaking country and... No, Angola's Portuguese-speaking country. Ah, right. Is um, French-speaking country. Yeah. So do you speak either of them? Uh, yeah, I speak my mother's tongue, Lingala. I speak a little bit of French. Portuguese is what I don't speak because I didn't spend time around my dad. Yeah. I didn't much time around my dad. So, um, yeah. My mom can speak all those languages, though. She's really good. <laughs> is Lingala the same as... Do they speak that in Uganda as well? Um, no, they speak Swahili, Lingala, French, and she speaks a little bit of Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up in London? No, I grew up in Birmingham. Oh, is it Birmingham? You went to school there. Right now, I went to primary school, secondary school. I left for uni, came back for my second and last year, and then I moved to London. Where did you go to uni? I went to Montfort University. I oh, went to Leicester. Did you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, no. I didn't go to uni, but I know um, I have a few friends who went to DMU. Yeah, I went DMU for a year. Um, didn't do the best. I didn't really go. Um, I think I met around <laughs> more than I actually went uni. And for some reason, they were just not having it. Ended up going into um, having to come back home. My mom was like, you're going to come back home. Um, you're going to go to uni closer to home. And I went bums. <laughs> I went to Birmingham University. Yeah. Uh, I, well, like I said, I didn't go to uni, but my cousin went to Coventry University. So oh, I'm we... aware of Coventry. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> so a lot of people uh, no a lot of people so we spent a lot of time either in Leicester which is where a lot of, mm-hmm. I met a lot of people from DMU or would go to Birmingham for shopping no what, what usually happened actually was if there's like a rave happening right would go to Birmingham for the shopping that day and then come back to Coventry or go to Leicester wherever the party is happening mm-hmm. um did you go what well, did you go anywhere like Food-wise, or did you go out to go out? Oh, it was to go out. Food-wise, I always go for, like, the safe stuff. So I'm always, like, Nando's kind of thing. <laughs> Where did you go out in Birmingham? I don't remember. This was years ago. So you we're did. talking, like, 2006, seven, maybe? Wow, that's a long time ago. Okay. That's yeah. Long. No, Birmingham's... I wouldn't say it's changed much, but everything changes. it's cool cool. I do I do still love my hometown I think it's a cool place to live in um of course it's different to London I'll be honest I said I'll never live in London it's too fast-paced it's too this it's too that and then 
here I am. Here you are. And now I look back at Birmingham and I'm thinking it was such a boring place, but <laughs> it was also a very just calm place. It's very quiet. My mom lived on the outskirts in the black country. She lived in Oldbury and we lived in Quinton. We always lived in the outskirts. So it was just quiet. And I kind yeah. of like quiet. Yeah. But I had family, all the rest of my family live here. So I would come to London so much growing up. And um, through that, it was like, okay, I do enjoy this city, but it always felt good to go back home. So it was very strange the time when I came and I I didn't go back home. I was like, oh. (laughs) Like you're settled here now. But you don't have a Birmingham accent. I think I used to. I I do think I used to. And I think when I say certain words, they come out. But um, because I came back and forth quite a lot growing up, I think it was more embedded I think my accent was never fully brummy and mm-hmm. never fully because even people that lived when I lived in Birmingham they would say oh your accent's not really brummy is it um and even my little sister she was born and bred in Birmingham and her accent's so strong that even I sometimes couldn't understand it I was like <laughs> so what was when you decided to make the move to London what was like your objective like you were like okay I'm gonna move to London but what were you thinking of doing oh no that me moving to London wasn't a choice oh really (laughs) a choice like that um I went through a difficult time in my life in my second year of uni Mm -hmm. and um so I went through severe depression and anxiety and I was um so I tried to attempt suicide um oh. attempted suicide um the second time I tried to I got a phone call from my cousin it was like one night I was like yeah I'm just because I used to get um a lot of painkillers I suffer from migraines and um, but they're really strong um they can put you to sleep so it was like okay that day I was just so low I was like right I'm gonna try this again um and I was just ready, taking pills, taking pills, taking pills. Um, and then my phone rang. And it was very strange because when you're in that state, you're so adamant to do what you're doing mm-hmm. that you, my phone ringing wouldn't be the thing that stops me. You just, you would ignore that phone call. But for some reason, the phone was just ringing and ringing. In my head, I feel like it rang longer longer than I probably think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I answered very strange I don't think even till now I can't remember when my hand picked up and I couldn't tell you but for some reason I answered um and then they were just like oh um just calling to check on you and I was just like it was such a shock in that moment because I was so low I just burst out crying and they were like okay we can hear this one is just not there Mm. so they were like they spoke to me for a few hours really late at night it was like one or something that's why it was even more strange thinking you don't call someone at one o'clock to ask if they're okay but they yeah um so um I was I picked up the phone and they were like you know what come down tomorrow we'll pay for your ticket whatever whatever you need to do what we need to do we'll do it you come down um and we'll talk about whatever you're going through just hold on and I was like you know what I'm gonna hold on and I'm gonna go and see them and I came and I came back home so do you think it was the environment that yeah that change of environment to just maybe have like a different mind so when you were like that second attempt were you at home alone or I was at home I was at home with my whole family. My little sister was next door. My mom was across the hallway. Everyone was home. The first time I tried to do such thing, um, it ended up backfiring. Um, my heart was hurting. Obviously, when you take too much pills, it, it's not the best thing you want to do. Yeah. Um, um, and I remember screaming for my mom. My mom came. It was very late at night. She took me to hospital and they did all these tests on me. They were trying to calm down my heart rate. And they were very, they were kind of like, okay, we think, they were thinking what it was basically. And you know, my mom being an African mom, they don't, their mind can't even try to fathom something like that. So the doctors were on a very sly way trying to be like, okay, we're going to keep her in just to check on her. And I think that doctor was very nice. She was trying to be very, some... She didn't want to come out with it like we think your daughter tried to kill her as a whole. Right. So your mom didn't yeah. know that's what was happening no. when she took so you. She, yeah. So she was thinking, okay, something because I'm I'm an I've been an athlete for so long, and my mom 
has had to take me to hospital for so many injuries. So she's very used to like, okay, this one, something's always happening with her body. We're always going A and E. So she's very used to it. Four yeah. o'clock, my mom was like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. But you know, like she was so nonchalant because it's like, okay, I've already been here with you. So when they started to be like, oh, we're going to keep her in, she started getting very like, which she was really confused she was like why are you trying to keep her in and they were just like no and my mom was adamant she, no she's not going to stay here my mom's always been very big on any injury where it's like okay can she come home if there's any way i can go home my mom will be like she's coming home yeah they were like you know we need we need to monitor her she can't go to sleep and she's not being monitored and my mom was just like okay is that just someone watching her and they were like yeah someone would have to watch she was like okay if I can do that, then can she come home? So my mom was just very adamant. And I think it was very late, four o'clock. Doctors at that time, it's probably their last shift. They were like, like they want to cook out. We're not arguing with an African one today. They were just like, right, we're going to let you go. And they were like, you know, if this happens again, please bring her back straight. And I remember the doctor looking at me kind of like, I, me and you know what's going on here. But she was just like, okay, we'll let you take her. So we were there for a very long time. I think I left around eight o'clock in the morning, being there from four. And they finally let me go. And my mom was just like, yeah, you know, she just does sports a lot. Things happen to her. Like it's nothing. And they were just like, okay, let we'll let you take her home and I never had a discussion with my mom at all I was just like okay and she was just like are you okay and I remember the ride home I was just like yeah why why do you think that it's like why why couldn't you tell her um I'll be honest at that time me and my mom's relationship wasn't the best Mm. my mom mine and my mom's relationship um only got better when I moved to London okay about just the, like even last year our relationship got better our relationship was really strained at that time so I wouldn't necessarily tell her anyways because it's like we're not in a good we're not in a good thing yeah does she know now like that's what you were going to um she does and she doesn't I think I've mentioned it and I think she's heard it and I think she understands that's what that's what's happened but I don't think she lets herself really get into it hmm. um and we've never really had a sit down where it's like, mom, do you know that I have, I've just never had that discussion with her like that. But um, she has me on social media. She has me on everything else. So she's seen me speak about it, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm guaranteed she knows. But it's that African parent culture where it's like, there's just some conversations you've just never had with your parents. And That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's, I feel like it's a shame and I feel like maybe our generation is trying to change that a little bit because there's certain things that you as a child you're like but mom or dad why have you not spoken to me about this when you know this is what's up like you kind of want them to come out and kind of say oh I saw this like what's up what's happening and I think we've all kind of just gotten used to it now we've all just kind of accepted that you know what that's Mm -hmm. just how they are and they're not going to talk about it um so you came to London and then you're like okay so I just kind of have to start afresh did you like get therapy or anything no so when I was going through depression and anxiety um I had a really lovely tutor who was like do you know what we'll extend all this assignments whatever you should go um to get counseling um and I went, I'll be honest, I went the one time and I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do this again. Not for me. <laughs> um, I think counselling is great. I do think people should get counselling. If you've got an issue, do go. And if it's recommended, give it a try. It works for some people. It's exactly what they need. For some people it wasn't. I did somewhat get counselling. I just didn't do that kind of counselling. So when I did move with my cousins, they were they became my counsellors. Right. So they um and they were um more religious. So they're Christian and Christians. And at that time, I wasn't really on the God quote God thing. I was like um. I was borderline going towards, oh, I don't believe in this God stuff um, at that time. So I didn't mind that they were Christian. They were mm. my cousins. I, I really loved them. And I was like, these, those were my family members that I spoke to quite a lot. So I was like, do you know what? I'm cool. And they would go to church and they would leave me whatever. Um, but they helped me quite 
a lot when I first initially came there was a lot of tears um, <laughs> I cried a lot of tears um, we tackled a lot of problems there were deep issues that I've never spoken about I spoke mm. I, I said to them um, I let you know I let it out my relationship and the feelings I had towards my mom things like that all got dealt with it within and it was a course of a just under a year where it was like constant just I did other things of course um they gave me loads of opportunities I learned loads of skills I was my cousin's PA in property it was like a lot of things I did I dropped fitness for a while Mm -hmm. um, just to focus on doing other things um and also sorting out just my mental state being in a different environment was really good for me and then for a week, a few weeks when I did come, they were like, Do you know what? You should come to church, all of this. And I was like, No. <laughs> Not <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. Then I eventually did. Um, and then I started to like it. And then I came regularly. And then I became, and then I gave my life to Christ. And then I was like, Do you know what? I like where I am. It was very, I was at peace. And I worked things out in my head. My relationship with my mom started to improve because I'll be very honest, my relationship with my mom was so terrible. I was maybe not the most um, polite and easiest child to deal with, with my mom. Um, And our conversations were just terrible. We'll be on the phone just screaming. I'm saying things that you're not really supposed to be saying to your mother. How I got saying it to an African mom, God knows. Um, (laughs) God must really love me. but I did all those things and now our relationship's not like that at all. Um definitely getting the leadership and mentorship taught me just one, just to have forgiveness, to let go of things. There's a lot of things that you know you think, oh yeah, no, I let go of that. You really didn't. Yeah. Just put it somewhere deep down in your heart. Mm-hmm. Every now and then <laughs> it will just pop up to remind you, hey, I'm still here. So just letting go everything and eventually it was like one day I just woke up and I realized I'm okay and everything's gonna be okay and I realized I'm happy I'm in a good place and everything else was just a thing of the past yeah so when did you get back into fitness so fitness wise I was like okay I'm gonna leave this mentorship and leadership they were like do you know what you want to do the fitness thing I came and they were like okay do you want to do the fitness thing what do you want to do and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I have no idea because for so long I was doing this Instagram influencer. People will be sending me stuff. You know, when you just take the casual picture, you look cute all day, every day. Yeah. In reality, you don't, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, and that's all I did. And I feel like with the surrounding I was even in, that's all. My mind couldn't think further than what I could see my peers doing and what social media can tell you that you can do. So I was like, okay, cool. The people that I followed wasn't the best. I was like, I don't know. So they were like, do you know what? Take a step back, mm-hmm. do other things. So my cousin was like, listen, he does a property investment. He was like, you're going to be my PA. You're going to be speaking to investors. I want you to sit in rooms with people who have money, who think differently, who I want you to do the calls. I want you to learn these skills. Um, and he had an office at the time in Surrey Keys. Um, and he was like, okay, I'm going to train you up. You're going to be the office manager. Train me up, office manager. He'll be so, he'll come in and be like, when I come in, I need the numbers. This, 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 you better have it. And I'll just be like, oh my God. And I'll be honest, the first few days, I will not have it. He'll be walking in and he'll be like, oh, you are mad. You need to have the numbers. And then there's one time I got it eventually <laughs> on the board. I had all the numbers. I was just like, you can't say anything to me. I had it all sorted. But it taught me so much skills. Like, and then eventually I got myself a job in the city of London, corporate, um, a corporation in city. Um, and it was, it was a really good job. I ended up getting promoted a few times. And at one point I was earning more than anyone in my family has ever um, earned. And it was a big, it was a big achievement for me at that time. Yeah. But that was also another skill that I learned. Um, and in that it was just helping it also expand my mind because I started working in other businesses outside of work would be, I think at a time in summer, we were working on like 17 or so businesses. Helping, oh, wow. Yeah. Helping them build revenue or everything you can think of. 
Um, so all of that coming together was just expanding my mind, expanding my mind, um, helping me learn more skills and think outside of the box and think differently. Yeah. And eventually we were taking a few of um, um, young mentees um, to a franchise show. Because throughout the years, I realized, okay, I've learned all these skills and I've had all these opportunities because someone has given it to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to do the same to other young people. So one thing I did want to do was take a few of young mentees to a franchise show to get give them the possibility of saying, okay, you can own a franchise. Mm. Um, if you find a good one, you, just, you guys like it, you are willing to invest. Um, yeah. So we went... And we saw your McDonald's, your Subways, and all of the good stuff. Then we found two gym ones that we really, really liked. Um, and they were like, okay, one was a mobile, one was a physical location. Okay. Um, and we were like, okay, let's, um, for some reason, everyone liked that. Even though at that time, no one asked them to pick a gym one. I was like, you guys can pick whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, okay, we'll go away. We'll go in away with them too. We went, spoke to the people that own it, the mobile one, we met the team, it was really cool. And this was all pre-COVID, so we mm-hmm. didn't know a lockdown was coming. Um, and then we made a decision, okay, we're going to go with the mobile one, not the physical. What yeah. was the physical one? I won't say the name. It was a very good one. We picked mobile. Yeah. And a week, literally, a week or a few a week two weeks two weeks or so um lockdown happened and it was just all this talk about okay we're gonna go into a lockdown um corona's hit the uk and we were like wow okay i guess we've made the right decision with a mobile one yeah the mobile we thought we might not be able to um work what work during covid but it was perfect we were able we fit right um, into the COVID restrictions. We oh, that's good. Okay. We can still work because we could, people could work outside. Yeah. Last year's one, actually, you could, I believe you could work inside of the house as long as it was just that one person. So we found ways around the restriction. We were a gym on wheels, whereas physical gyms were shut. We were able to operate. So it was one of the best choices and decisions we made in a time that we couldn't, guess what was going to happen next yeah so when you went to the franchise show you actually were not looking to get one for yourself were you no. or were you just were you open to the idea um no i wasn't looking to get one myself i was taking that we were taking the mentees so we were looking to get one yeah um, but the one a one that the mentees at that time that we decided to take were interested in yeah so like, okay whatever you guys are interested in is the one that we're going to try and put money towards um and that's the ones that we ended up interested in. And it happened to be fitness. And it was like, okay, here we are. And then it's like, I did a full circle. So yeah. that's when it was like, okay, my uh, my mentors and my leaders they were like, do you know what? Now go back into your field. Now do, now do, now do it. Now yeah. manage this and go back into your field and start speaking again stop they were like at that point as well I wasn't really on my Instagram I stopped doing basically everything posting I deleted posts and now they were like no go back go if you really are passionate about it they were like do you know what we think it's good for you to go back but it is obviously up to you and I was like do you know what yeah ready ready to go so during while you're working, so when you're working for your cousin and then you took the job in the city, were you still active in terms of like the gym life? Were you still going to the gym, working out, all of yeah, that? Yeah, so in the place where we live, there's actually a gym downstairs that was free for us to use. So Perfect. definitely use that. Um, then we moved, um, didn't have that gym no more. Then gyms were shut. Um, but we did um, a lot of family workouts. So I make everyone in the house work out. Um, for the year that maybe I took some time off, I didn't, I haven't been going to the gym as much as I used to. I would say when I was doing the whole influencer, I would go maybe twice a day. Really? Week. Yeah. So, go. so were you more of like a fitness influencer? That was, yeah, okay. So I would, I'm right. I'm making content all the time. I'm at, people are sending me stuff. So I'm having to post something. You've sent me something I have to post. People are sending me food. Um, I'm a, I wear caps a lot, so yeah. 
people used to send me loads of caps. They used to send me caps, so they expected me to wear it in my next workout and post it. People are sending me clothes, they expect me to wear it in my next workout and post it. So I'm always having to have a next workout. <laughs> Sometimes I used to spend four or five hours in the gym because I'm doing my workout and oh, I'm okay. also creating content. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was my life. I practically lived in the gym. It was like uni gym work, uni gym work. And at that time, I worked a zero contract hour job. Hmm. So I can make it work around my lifestyle so it's like okay if that month I needed money I would do loads more shifts <laughs> and maybe cut down a little bit of gym and it wasn't a stuck time so it, it worked I was young you know you're young you can do about a million on one obviously I think I'm still young but I was younger so <laughs> you're a million on one things and you weren't really tired you can sleep at five and wake up at six and be like it'd be fine yeah so <laughs> I was doing, I was running around like a headless chicken um, for so long, but I think it did, it did stop um, slightly when um, I moved to London because my focus wasn't just on my body anymore. I think when I started working out and everything, your focus becomes so much on your body. I'm on social media. People are DMing me. I want to look like you girls are saying this, guys are saying that. The focus is so much on how you look and that was another thing that was an issue when I came and I was dealing with my mental health it was like okay I now can never I felt like I don't there was never a time when it's like okay I feel like I'm okay I started to feel like okay I always have to look this way I always have to look this way I have to so a big thing for me was also to be like can you not just calm down with the workouts can you allow yourself to chill yeah. and be but and still be happy with your body so can i still look at myself in the mirror and be like okay i don't have a full pack and i don't have this and i still feel comfortable because my issue when i was with, had depression was i had a lot of muscle i'm very muscular i can get very i can get muscles very quickly mm-hmm. um and especially with my arms oh my god so i have the same problem <laughs> and i get these traps that make me look like so when I was like at my fitness, fittest, some people would be like, oh no, you look like a man because it's like muscle. And then it's like, okay, then when I get a bit thicker, it's like, okay, but now you've got this big muscular hands, but with a bit more fat on it. So we just look big. And then it's like, oh, I just was so confused sometimes with how I wanted to look. And it was like, okay, you're insecure and you're on social media telling showing girls that to be happy with their body but you're insecure so you so I was like okay I had to first admit that no I'm insecure I'm not happy always with my body and it's very strange because it's it was the same body that people are DMing me telling me they want to look like me but I'm crying somewhere going I don't want to look like me so um I was like no this is ridiculous I need to step away from that light from that energy everything and just be like can I be happy with my body how are you yeah where I'm not working it out two times a week. It does mean that I might be eating too much and I might get bigger and still be like, I'm okay with myself. I could be okay being skinny and really, really fit and being okay where it's like, you know what, you're still fit, but you're not the thick, you're not thin, you're not this, and and say, okay, I'm all right. So I didn't work out as much um as I, I used to. Right now I currently am working out these five times a day. I think five times a week now but that's also just to motivate everyone in my household to work out but um yeah it's not just about me anymore <laughs> yeah no with the arm thing I've never actually met anyone that has gone through that because when I say to people they think that I'm overreacting right because um I'm naturally toned so I know that my body is naturally toned so when I'm working out I make an effort not to work my arms because I know that when I'm lifting anyway, I'm still working my arms without me actually working them. The person I was with at the time when I was in Birmingham, he's a personal trainer. Yeah. And he was always like, because my issue was I can lift. I'm not bad at lifting. So yeah. they say, quote, for a girl, you lift heavy. So I Don't you lift. just hate, hate it when they say yeah, that though? for a girl. I'm thinking for a girl, but I lift heavy than you and you're a guy. <laughs> so. mm. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, lifting, he was just like, he used to be, I do not understand how you lift so much because you do not train arms and I don't get it. So for a deadlift, essentially, yes, it's your legs, your back, so many muscles are involved to lift that lift, to make that lift. But he was just like, I don't get how you're so strong because you don't train upper body. Um, and he made me train on body and I hated him because I was like, no, you don't understand what's going to happen to me. And it was until one time, I think he realized that I ended up getting tra- like traps. Like it was, I got the traps and I even ended up getting chest muscle. Oh, wow. When my, my lady boss was sitting on what literally the line that men have, it was so bad. Um, and I was just like, no, this is ridiculous. And now I've just got lifelong traps that won't, I don't think will ever go. Um, so when I wear a dress, it's like traps and just shoulder. <laughs> I'm with you. Listen, I am with you 100%. Like the amount of times I, you, if you, yeah. like I actually catch myself just kind of massaging them, just like, just massage you down. <laughs> yeah, but no, now I love, now I love my traps. I love my arms. I love everything about my body. And I'm okay with how I look and where I am. Um, and I'm like, it is, it is what it is yeah some of the things that you look at yourself and don't like you don't understand no one is even looking at it no one is noticing all these imperfections you're noticing it's all in your head and when you can just take it out and be like well i'm good with how i look you know what i need to get that only because i i do actually have a thing about my traps my arms i'm okay with because Mm -hmm. i understand yeah if i flex it you're gonna see the muscle Mm -hmm. um but with my traps Honestly, I can't lie to you. If I look in the mirror, let's say I'm either wearing a strap, strapless or boot mm-hmm. chip. Honestly, all I see are my traps. I'm, just like, <laughs> just oh. traps. I'm telling you, you just see traps. It's hilarious, honestly. <laughs> and I have like, I have people around me who just think they've got banter for days and they'll be like, ha oh, oh, look at you traps. You've got traps bigger than a guy. You've got traps bigger than a man. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But, um, I don't mind. And I train upper body now. I'm thinking if I'm going to have traps, then I better just make them some nice <laughs> so when you got the um franchise then what was like the initiation process mm-hmm. like to because i'm sure they have their rules on how you should do things to make sure that everything mm-hmm. remains like uniform yeah with any franchise of course you don't see a mcdonald's that decides to have a purple m or something so they do follow a uniform and we definitely had to follow a uniform but we had training we had um hours and hours of training with the american because it's an american brand so we've had yeah. hours of training with the founder the owner um ceo we've had um training with the those in america that do the type of training so we we did all that they've given us everything that we need um every single paperwork that we need and the structure and the blueprint of the company we have um everything else we can run it the way we essentially want to so, so managing staff hiring partnerships and the net the, the actual running of the company we can do um most of it without having to follow any set structure and we make our own yeah um, but the uniform let's say of the company obviously has to remain the same as it's a franchise but that's that's all that has had to be more regulated, I would say. Yeah. So what's the like the business structure of it? So, so because you do we, home workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do currently we do um we've got a beautiful bright red van, um, the gym guys van. And we have over a hundred or so equipment and we can get more if we want to, which I think we have, and we are going to get more, um, hundred and plus so equipment back of the van and we drive around and we can go to you wherever you are. So your workplace, your sister's house, your mom's house, your house, um, in your back garden. If you've got a drive, your drive, if not around the corner, if your street is safe, for example, we had a person who lives in a cul-de-sac and it's very quiet in that one area. So she's like can do it here on the road um as long as it's safe if you've got yeah drive i think i said that one so anywhere essentially we are um proud of being convenient and more um customized for you because we are coming to your house and we are bringing our own equipment 
we do want to use majority of equipment we've got mm-hmm. good ones mm-hmm. so what our trainers um are usually doing are always finding creative ways for you to work out so when you have our trainers instead of the gym you can get very lazy when you've got equipment that you've always you see on a day to day today personal trainers they'll make you do that one dead lift and the one all the <laughs> all the time but when you've got a home workout and you've got all these other equipments that are slightly different and you're having to adapt them um we um we kind of encourage having more customized and fun workouts mm-hmm. where you're working out and it's like okay this is different i've never done this before yeah you know i've never felt this way after a workout so that's essentially what our trainers um try to do and in this time especially with covid the trainers have become for some people the one person that they get to see because they live oh, yeah, that's true yeah and you know your personal trainer they you know our trainers have become their also their friend and they've become someone that in that one hour of their training session they get to speak to someone they get to release some stress and anxiety and see someone other than maybe their four walls of their house so we've now just seen just more so how important um that is if we didn't think health and, and wellness was more important then then i think we yeah, now know it is now it is very very important right now i think we've all kind of suffered through this whole this whole year like a whole year that we've been going through this so you hire the personal trainers yeah we have personal trainers we hire them um and they work for gym guys and you know if they're in gyms usually i know some gyms do it by like um they're not not like a salary but they do it in terms of how do they do in the gyms the word is asking yeah. me like um rent that's it they, yeah. they get paid by rent and i know with the mm-hmm. other like the cheaper gyms like the gym group and um the other one that i should go to i'm forgetting the name now um mm-hmm. they do it by they don't pay rent but they work by yeah. shift and then they take the money uh, from the client yeah so with gyms there's like different sides so you can either pay i think when you're paid essentially you have to pay rent um all the time to work in a gym and that's the difference with us you don't have to pay rent we don't have a physical place that you need to go to so there's no rent um and i think the rent part of being a personal trainer in a gym is really hard because for example especially if you're a new trainer mm-hmm. coming into a gym you don't have clients but you're already having to pay a how hundred pounds of worth of rent so the the month that your clients just don't decide to turn up you still have to fit the bill of a rent but you don't have the clients yeah we try to say okay you don't have to pay that side so with gyms yeah you either pay rent and then you've got your clients and you're paying that or you go on a you go on um you're doing a shift and your shift pays for your rent and um, and then you're training clients but when you're doing a shift you're not training clients you're doing the gym yeah um so essentially i don't i don't think it's easy to be a personal trainer in a gym I well you can say any job is not easy but yeah (laughs) I don't think it's the easiest so that's one thing we try to say um is different about us you don't have to pay rent you are working on your own terms we are literally just filling up a trainer's um diary with clients because we're doing the hard work of getting the clients we're doing all the marketing we're doing the strategies we're doing everything we get the clients through the door and essentially we're just giving them to the trainers and the trainers are not limited to just work for gym guys alone so they are contracted but they can work for whoever they're okay. working for as long as on their schedule on our gym guy side um as long as they put their schedule in we'll give them the clients and they know that is a gym guys client and they go and represent in gym guys as a gym guys trainer yeah that 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 sounds cool so in terms of like the marketing and stuff like that what did does that come out of gym guys's budget as in the main body of the franchise or does that do you have to pay for that yourself um as in the franchise the marketing just the marketing so yeah. the marketing um that would be coming out from myself okay so, um getting the franchise was a fee and then it came with a few things but the majority you're having to put money in just like with any startup business 
the first year or so you are putting in quite a lot of your own finances to get the ball rolling so that's definitely what we've had to do yeah and what kind of marketing have you done for it considering it's the first one in the uk we've done a lot of we've been in a few newspapers we've been in a few magazines um we've just come out the back of a competition Mm -hmm. in december which we were in five magazines women's weekly women's oh so many i should know this but that's my (laughs) that's my pr it's my pr department's job yeah yeah You've been in quite a few. Too many to mention. PR knows. The PR team knows. Um, Yeah, so we've been in five magazines in December. We came out of that with over 600 people wanting to have our services. So that's something we are coming to the end of February and we are still working through those 600 people. As you can imagine, that's a lot. Um, So we've had to, coming into January, when we saw that number, had to hire more coaches, um, sort out our systems. Um, with a new business, you come an influx like that happens. You have to find new ways to do things very quickly and very, yeah. very efficiently. Yeah. So what did you do when you saw that everyone's got these new year, new me goals? <laughs> oh, we've had to put systems in place. We have got, our team has expanded and gotten a lot bigger. We've That's got, good. We've got a few interns as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got three interns working um, under me, um, especially, and they've, they do some of my day-to-day like roles and I work alongside them. Um, we've yeah our team has expanded a lot again (laughs) so we've got PR department we've got marketing department we've got sales team we've got HR whereas in the beginning we didn't we probably didn't have all these things we were still building it now we've had to get departments and departments and teams underneath them and it's it's growing yeah that's good and now we've got like 30 40 odd people that's amazing (laughs) so what's your typical day like considering because for me, I can't relate because right now, like I'm a one-man show. So I literally have to do every, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So what's your typical day like, considering now that you have all the extra help? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I still currently do corporate and I'm doing this. So my typical day looks like a very long day. <laughs> Fridays are my good days just because I'm not doing corporate. I'm fully doing just gym guys. But um, so I would say a normal, um, a normal day from Monday to Thursday, I'm doing corporate between eight to about five. What does um, that mean that, when you say you're doing corporate? I'm still, I'm still in my corporate role. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Your usual my, nine to five. Yeah, I'm still yeah. in my corporate role, um, which I do want to leave. <laughs> and that's the plan. Um, but yeah, so I'll be doing that in the evenings. Then I move on to do the gym guys um, side of things. And I'll do that up until probably I go to sleep in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'll do that again on a day like um, today, for example, on a Friday where it's merely or purely gym guys and the weekend. Um, I have a lot of meetings. I'll be honest. I don't think my life will consist of so many meetings. Um, today alone, I think I've had about four um, so I think I've had about four just before 12 o'clock. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So it was like, okay. Um, <laughs> a lot. I found myself having a lot of meetings. We have a lot of team meetings. Um, up until of recent, I was the one doing the assessments. So the part of our, you know, our, um, the franchise, how it works is we offer you a free assessment. So you get to try out the service. So we come, we do your measurements, we take your body assessment. We have a beautiful machine called the Omron scale that takes all your BMI, your visual fat. It tells you your internal body age. Everyone's not always happy to hear that one, but we tell you all those good stuff. Um, and then we do like a maybe 20 minute workout with you. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to continue with our services, we'll sign it right there and then and get you ready and give you a trainer. So up until about a few months ago, I was the one doing all the assessments. Of course, now 
when we were coming into the new year, we got a lot more clients. We've now got also a, a database of 600 people. I cannot possibly do all of that at yeah. all. Um, so I have taken myself completely out of that. Um, I don't do that at all. Um, we trained our trainers to do that. Um, but I essentially help in the training and managing of that, making sure everyone's doing what they need to do correctly when it comes to the fitness side of things the sales sides of things um but with a team um meaning everyone's managing other things the meetings that i have is is merely okay marketing this is the plan for this month pr this is the plan for this month so it'll be meetings where obviously departments are telling we're discussing what we're going to do next and it's planning but the action of it is done in yeah. departments which has helped a lot it's mean that i'm not having to think it's mean it's meant that i'm not having to think about a lot of things by myself i'm now just purely focusing on the fit, fitness side of things so finding new services that we can promote services that we can create um how to even perfect and improve the services that we currently give um because my expertise is the health side and the fitness side yeah so um i want to pour everything i know out in that sense and make sure that's happening but the running of the business as well essentially is me but i run that i co-run the business with my cousin who yeah um i um, came down to live with and he's a great salesperson he's the one who taught me everything so he um he does he's more the business mind he thinks more of the business side of things yeah and he helps with that side so all right that sounds good but i want to go into something else that you do because you're very very busy I, i'm actually surprised that you still have your like a nine to five and just and you're also doing this because you're I'm also surprised. part of you're also part of the editing team of wotc magazine yes i am yeah. <laughs> so what what is the what is wotc magazine so woman of the sea magazine is a magazine for women <laughs> it's called women of the sea it's a magazine yeah. men can read it too <laughs> it's not like that <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um yeah it's a woman of the sea, um, woman um, magazine all things women it's absolutely amazing you open it up you find i think i've even got one with me just to show you obviously okay i'm <laughs> born here with me oh so, cool um, yeah so we've got We've got, um, it's pretty cool. It's got everything in there. You've got, it's got a lot of women, um, empowering women in there. Um, but also I think this one was even Black History Month last year, um, a letter from 33 powerful women. And it was just women that are rising and doing amazing stuff in their industry. And they were right. They were writing in there just a letter to their younger selves. What would they would advise? And it was really cool. We've also had one where Connor Walker, the, um, the owner of House of CB, she was yeah. a brother. Um, but on there, it's just a, it's just like um, any other magazine in the sense of you've also got your food side of things. Um, you've got your hair, fashion. Like there's loads of different top um, topics in there. But um, we are always big on partner, partnering with those that are doing amazing. And it's not even those who are already sitting at the top, but those who are upcoming that are the underdogs in mm-hmm. their community or in their field and they're coming up and they're doing amazing things um this platform in the city i think we've tried to put so many people in there and so many people that have been in there yeah amazing the editor-in-chief is my lovely friend um Phaedra, and she's amazing um at what she does she well she creates this so of course <laughs> you check out their instagram it's some it's, it's an amazing 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 platform and an amazing magazine and i write for the fitness side of things yeah um, so i do the fitness editing um write all things fitness um doesn't always have to be related to women at all um okay. In some of my last pieces, I think my Christmas one, I wrote about what you can give as a gift. Um, I did, and being in the fitness industry in the world and the amount of people I follow, I'm happy to put people that I follow. I follow a really lovely um, um, woman called Dami. She's she's got a clothing line called Dami How. So being a fitness editor, it's also allowed me to also put people on the magazines and in my 
um, in my piece that people may have never heard of. Yeah. Dami how she's amazing. She's, she's been featured on British Vogue. You'll go on her Instagram and it may not be on millions of followers, but her product's amazing and it's great and I love mm. it. So having the opportunity to put someone like that in there every time I write my piece or something that it's allowed me to do, but it's also allowed me to connect to so many people. You know, every time they go on it, um, it opens that door to have that discussion with them because you're now on a platform that I'm also on. Yeah. So it's been really, it's been really cool and really fun um, being part of the Women in City team. And yeah. we've got a summit. We've got a summit. What summit coming this year. up? Yeah, in March from the eighth to the thirteenth. Okay, virtually, I'm guessing. International Women's Week or Day. Oh yeah, because Women's Day is on the eighth of March, isn't it? Yeah, so it's yeah. on the eighth all the way the whole week till Saturday. Yeah, it's a summit, and I'm going to be speaking on Saturday on the health and wellness panel. Oh, right, I'm definitely going to check that out. Free tickets are online. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> The link to my bio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't usually ask this, but I'm very, very interested considering only because you're 24. Uh, not that it's a bad thing, but you'll see where I'm going with this question. Um, because you're 24 and you have accomplished so much already, I am curious to find out, like, what are your plans for, like, let's say, by the time you're 30? So in six years' time. Yes. Six years is a long time, I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, the plan, I'll say for gym guys wise, I want to go worldwide. Um, I, w- I would essentially want to be the key franchise owner in the UK. So that just means that I'll be the ones, let's say someone wants to open up a franchise tomorrow, we'll be the head one of those. So we'll be the ones now helping new franchisees come out in the UK. That's definitely where I want to go with it. want to go to Birmingham, Manchester, everywhere. If it goes international, I want to be leading and running that side of things um in the terms of health and wellness i do want to change the narrative in the health and wellness of course it's a big thing and there's so many companies that's already out there promoting health promoting wellness um but even but changing the narrative of even just fitness in in general when you think of a fitness woman or fitness girl at the moment, you don't always think of, oh, yeah, it's just someone being healthy. It's all about your healthy inside. You just think about the Instagram poses and the clothes and just, the, you know, the, the three squats everyone does. And then it's just, yeah, it's just sometimes not the best narrative. But changing changing that in terms of you can look good, but also it's important to feel good. Mm-hmm. Um also, I think six years, I want to do what I got the opportunity um, from what I got that I don't think many people do is um, young people. I want to definitely work with young people and help young people get the same opportunities that I've got. Because I feel like if I was still in Birmingham and I didn't get the mentorship and leadership um, and being in an environment that could allow me to be in a place where I can even think I can own a franchise um i would just be doing a normal job thinking okay this is the only as far as i can go to just because of where i grew up and what i'm around that's the circumstances that i feel like i'm dealt with and that i can't do anything else Mm -hmm. so to help other young people um so to mentor and also help build other young people to put them in positions and have them be like okay you want to do this i'm happy to help you get there mentor you to get there but more so not even just mental financially help someone get there because there's a lot of speaking we can talk to young people for a very long time and it's amazing but have someone be like okay i've listened i've spoken to you i've helped you get to here if you're actually serious i'm ready to also financially help you put money into people so they can get to where they need to get to um just being that step somebody else yeah get where they need to get to so in six years the plan is to be a plan is to be a millionaire at this point listen <laughs> millionaire <it> into existence <laughs> millionaire. Um, why not um yeah um that's exactly what the plan is and not that i want to be a millionaire billionaire because you think about it and you're like oh you know i'm going to be living this lavish lifestyle because money makes a difference if we're being honest money moves makes things happen mm-hmm. um, 
and everything I'm talking about mentorship and mentees and the young people that want to help and get them into places I can't get them into them places if I don't have the means to um so I need to make sure in six years I've got the means to be able to do that there's no point getting myself to all these places and there's nothing I can do with it and there's no power there so um definitely definitely financial yeah but in that sense so i can be able to do something yeah because money is power it is money is power if you have money trust me <laughs> those it are open is. where you don't think that those are going to open because you got money yeah it is so, yeah you don't want to have the, you don't want to love it you don't want to love the money but money essentially makes things happen so yes that's definitely one um gym guys to be turning over but i don't think gym guys is going to be the only business i'll be having or running in six years i don't I think so either from six years <laughs> probably think i would have branched into many 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 different things in six years time yeah if we have this conversation again i'll probably tell you maybe three or four other businesses i'm working on but yeah yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. From speaking with you, I, I trust me, I would not be surprised if, like, in a year or two, I hear <laughs> something else, <laughs> like a new venture in addition to your portfolio. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to move on to the roundup now. The first one is, if you could choose anyone, mm-hmm. which female entrepreneur would you have as your mentor, dead or alive? Dead or alive? Um, hmm. I would say that's, that's an that's an interesting one because I don't really look at anyone and I'm like, mm, like <laughs> I would just say my le- I would say my leaders if that was the answer. I'd be like um, the people that mentor me right now. I would yeah. be like, um, so that they are definitely my number one. But if I had to go maybe somewhere big right now, I'm really loving um, some of the women that I've even seen in this magazine that, that are currently in the women the CE. So like the Connor Walkers, the Grace Beverly. Sh- she's amazing. She's brought out for um a fitness um app and um she's got an app now yes yeah, she's got an app okay she brought out an ebook that sold and made so much money and she's young i think we're the same age yeah and she's absolutely amazing um her story is absolutely amazing she's just lovely um so people um like that um I w- and if you want to see maybe a big 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 one gotta say oprah shall we <laughs> oprah <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Um, she's amazing. She does amazing things, and she's she works hard. She does her thing. So, yeah. Um, if I had to really, then those. I think I think that's really nice that you would choose your own mentors, your current mentors, yeah. as your ideal mentors. I think that's amazing. Yeah, that speaks a lot of, about what they're doing right I, now in your yeah, life. Yeah, I was they're my first and probably only choice. But you've given me a question, so no, no, it can be no, it can be anyone. It doesn't have to be someone yeah. famous. Like it can literally be yeah. like, oh, you know, Sally down the road is amazing. No, my like, mentors and my leaders are my ideal mentors because I think that's they get there. Where, they got me to where I am, and they get me to where I need to be. So. no that's beautiful i hope they hear this <laughs> guess them up a little bit <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to <laughs> <laughs> all right and which three celebrities or characters fictional characters would you say best describe you oh this is interesting um this is interesting i don't know i'll be honest i really don't know and then it's like Every fictional life person has gone out of my head. So <laughs> I remind myself of um, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> so I don't even know. Um, I have no idea. I don't think I'm like anyone. I'll be. I, I don't. Oh, really? Like you don't? You don't think you can be watching something and be like, I'm kind of relating to that person just a little bit too much. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, I'm even trying to think of movies now, which I've watched a lot. But um, no, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't, not have an answer for that one. Okay. I, I bet everyone's always had an answer. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair with you, I have thought of this question, but I have not thought about it for myself because, or I have thought about it, but I can't seem to come up with anybody. I'm just like... I don't, I don't know. 
Um, one I have to stick with, I don't know. Yeah, I, I still have to think about it as well. Okay, and what advice would you give to someone wanting to make a start in the fitness industry? Um, in the fitness, just the fitness. Yeah. Um, I would say just first one, start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't overthink it. I think when you start overthinking, you want to plan for days, you'll plan until 2025 and it just won't happen. So start. Um, I think gym guys happen because we made a decision and the decision followed an action straight after. There was not too much thinking and, and it it will bring, it will breed hesitation and procrastination and you're not going to get it done. So don't do, don't do it. Just do it. Um, second, I would say step outside of the box. So come out, come off social media, not like come off it, but come off in the sense of what you allow your eyes to see um, in terms of what people are doing. Because um, often you're going to see so much of what people are doing now when it's your time to now go into it. You only have that blueprint of what you think should be done. The only way I was able to be like, okay, now I've got a franchise is because I told you earlier on, I stepped out of that that, um, atmosphere and that place of, okay, these are the followings and this is all I see and started to see other things it allowed me to clear my mind and be able to expand my mind on thinking, okay, now I can do things differently. I think if you take yourself out of it, you'll start to realize, no, maybe I can actually do this thing. And then you start to see like cracks in the fitness industry that maybe haven't been tapped into yet. And yeah. you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you realize that one thing you think about is what was needed in that industry, but you're not going to see it when your mind's so crowded with what everyone else is seeing. So take the step back um did you say three <laughs> no and i didn't say one like as oh, much as you can that um, gave me as much as you can and what i think another one would be don't um fear get rid of fear um if it's a fitness industry and fitness people listen to this the best analogy i'm really i love analogies i'm surprised i haven't given one yet the <laughs> um, best analogy would be um when you're making when you're doing a lift as as athletes we all know don't try a lift if you're, you haven't like psyched yourself up, you know, you're about to go underneath, especially with a squat, a deadlift. If you go into it a bit scared, at least you you can let go of the bar. You do not want to go underneath a squat bar scared because you will crumble and you will fall. And that's my analogy. Do not walk up to the bar scared because you will crumble. So do not. Oh my God. I love that. Business. Yeah. That's so literally going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> you will crumble i love that don't do it so do not walk into a business scared because you will crumble do not have fear so you know when you're walking into a bar especially when it's like your heavy lifting day you're trying to do one rep you know that psych feeling like people are if you even got a partner they're slapping your back you're like yes i'm gonna do it that feeling and that drive you should have for your business as well if you are scared you are going to ultimately fail. So do not have fear. One thing I had to be and reassure myself is I'm good at what I do. I understand what I do. So why should I fear? And do you know what? It is business. Things will go wrong and things will happen. There's so many things that's happened in a year where I've had to learn and it's been hard and I've probably cried tears and I'm like, ah, but you need to be so psyched up and be like, listen, I'm going to do this. It is going to the, it's going to be the best. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Because you know when you're walking through that bar and you're like, I'm going to get this PB. You know you're going to get this PB. It doesn't matter if the person next to you in their squat bar is struggling or that person is doing that over there. You are so focused on getting that lift and getting that squat that you're just walking there with a focus and that's the same with business you've got to walk in there with a focus you've got to have no fear as fear enters you tell it to go away and you push through um last one i would say again with the fear don't fear money do not fear finances um you will have to put a lot of money in sacrifice a lot of money time um and you will have to sacrifice your time in people because essentially when your team gets bigger, like right now, my time again, 
why have I said meetings is because I'm now having to spend more time speaking to people, building relationships with people because these people are now running your business. You are not. So you have to put your all into people because people essentially make your business. Mm. Um, so learn to love and spend time, sacrifice people, but do not fear money. If you have to spend it, spend it. If you have to put it in there, put it in there. If it doesn't go right, you learn from it, you move on and you do it again. And you do it better. Um, so that's that's one thing. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh my. Let's just stop it right there. I, I, we don't need to carry on. That's it. Like <laughs> stop it. It's like it's done. Drop mic. No, that was amazing. I think <laughs> drop mic. You're you're done. I think that advice that you just gave, it works for anybody. Mm-hmm. going into any kind of business i think that's amazing thank you so much for those i'm definitely gonna take some more on like just write it down like walk to that bar like you're not gonna crumble like that that's yeah yes <laughs> walk to the bar you walk to that bar psyched up so you yeah um, all right so where can people find you you can find me on instagram um i am essentially revamping my instagram i am posting a lot more now so you'll you'll be able to see all these fun meetings and things that i get up to so that's victoria underscore um deborah so d-e-b-o-r-a-h um victoria underscore deborah and I'm on Facebook with the same name, obviously no underscore with Facebook. Um, I don't use Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn with the same name. <laughs> My name's pretty much the same on all platforms, so you can find me on that. But Instagram is where I, I that's the platform I use the most. So if you need to find me, pop me a DM. Um, so I'll put a link for all of those in the show notes in case people haven't caught that and also for ease yeah. of access. All right, thank you so much, Victoria, for no, spending you. your time with me. I really, really appreciate it. I've learned so much as well. So I really appreciate that. You heard it here first. Do not walk up to that basket or you will crumble. And I think this word applies to every aspect in life, whether it's your business, your work, your friendships, your relationships um, with people, any kind of relationship. I feel like this was a word. Can I have it on a t-shirt, Victoria? Because that honestly clicks. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me, Victoria. And thank you so much for listening. As usual, if you want to join in the conversation, please use the hashtag who moved my back in and also don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on apple podcast this function is not available on google and spotify yet so any support you can give us that'll be amazing because it helps the podcast get found by other people so that other people can get this knowledge they can enjoy our founder stories if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast please send an email to who moved my back in at gmail.com and put guests and your name in the subject box and in the body of the email, put your details, how we contact you and your company name. Looking forward to speaking to you next week. It will be a very special one next week, Monday the 8th. All right. Goodbye.